so in this movie, T'Challa is dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the world knows it. Yep. See. And it's reported on CNN like all over the place. Like T'Challa has died. Yep. Yeah. By Anderson Cooper himself. By Anderson Cooper himself. Yep. How happy do you think those Aryan white supremacist groups were? <laughs> They're like, their king is dead! Like, were they happy, like, not only a king, but also one named Black Panther that's super powered and can't be killed? Or do you think they're like the super far outreach ignorant racist where they think like Black Panther died and now it's like the king of all black people? They're like, yeah, let's go burn down a black church now. Oh, like, shit. Oh, oh yes, God. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> That's <laughs> guaranteed. There are the super ignorant ones that think that was the king of all black people. <laughs> Those are the same ones that like have weekly meetings in the gymnasium. Yeah. Yep. Like, in their local gymnasium. Oh yeah, no, those guarantee those people existed in that universe. <laughs> That's so fucking bad. All right. All now right, that we got ready? that out of the way. Okay. All right, here we go. We are ready to record. In five, four, three, two. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King. And as usual, sitting to my left is my co-host, Adrian. And of course, sitting across from us in the control room is the technical director, Mike Cards. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, how you doing over there, Mike? Oh, I'm a little tired. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, but not too bad. Actually, uh, hanging in there. Uh For those that are unaware, these two went to go see Black Panther. Panther. Yep. That's right. Yeah, what just got released not that long ago. When did Black Panther come out? Literally Thursday. Literally Thursday. All right. Just yeah. So November eleventh. Yep. Man, that was that was a long movie. I didn't expect it yeah. to be almost three hours long. That's rough. Dude, it was like, and we saw that at eleven thirty at night. It is now. No, we saw it at eight thirty. Oh, eight thirty. Yeah, we saw it at eight thirty at night it is now Midnight. almost twelve thirty. Yes. And we're finally getting started it's on It's officially this. Sunday. Man. How do you like that movie? What do you think about that? Did you like Black Panther? Oh, dude, definitely in the top 10. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. Better, A lot better dialogue and better stories than the last couple Marvel films. You're basically saying Phase 4. Is this your favorite for Phase 4? Yes, Phase 4, yes. Okay, the best one. Yeah, I'll say that too. Phase 4 was running a little weak through this whole time, mm-hmm. but I'll say this is the better part of Phase 4. I'm not going to say this movie was perfect or great. Mm-hmm. I do have a lot of gripes with this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh. it's it's hard it's it's really hard to say like what my gripes are with it about because I know what they're trying to do they're trying to be very respectful to Chadwick yes. and his work and his memory but at the same time it's littered throughout the entire movie oh, yeah because it like, opens up with the uh, the funeral scene well it opens up oh, no, no it first opens up with him dying going yes. through the cardiac arrest well yes. hold on that's a spoiler. Yeah. Well, dude, this whole movie's this whole movie's a spoiler. Big spoiler. <laughs> come on, this. come on, come on. Is it necessarily a spoiler? If it's like, <laughs> you know, I first started saying like the spoiler alerts just to be respectful, but then I really thought about it. It's like if you're clicking on this, you're expecting spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I want to know just how terrible the people who were making fun of Chadwick Boseman, who lost a bunch of weight when he was going through chemo, oh, like feel yeah. about now. Oh, no, they're assholes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they feel 100%. like shit. Mm-hmm. Well, like I was saying, this film opens up with uh, Sherry basically trying to 
come up with like a way to save T'Challa because he's dying really fast. He's not yeah. actually shown physically in the scene. So you're only seeing Shuri in her lab and then mm-hmm. all the chaos going, just trying to keep him alive. Mm-hmm. And then she's trying to basically recreate the flower that burned in the last film. That's right. And she gets like a very bad maidly one. Yeah. It's like, I think they're saying it was like a 27% like accuracy rate with uh, it. So it was like, but it, it was, was even though when she made it, it was like too late. It was too late. So she finally gets it. She's trying to go over to see her brother. And then basically the mom walks in, Angela Bassett. And she's like, too late. You did. Like he did. Yeah. You, you did. Yeah. If you only, didn't get to him in time. Yeah. I wonder if she sold like Angela Bassett's character sold on a little bit more of just like that guilt of like, if only he had gotten that potion sooner. Mm, no. You know? no, 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 none of that. No, no, yeah, she, no. She, oh. it, there was no blame, so there was no no blame for that. Oh, that would have driven a little bit more deep. No, no, the, the dialogue and character. Sherry's the only one that actually put blame. She on. put blame on herself. She's the only one who did. Yeah, but everyone else like it. Ha- it happened, and we couldn't stop it. That's it. Is what it is. Yeah. To her, Sherry is like, I have these gifts. I have this ability. I'm one of the smartest people on the entire planet, and I couldn't save my brother because he came to me way too late. So they did kind of mention that he actually did come up to her and ask her to, for help, but it was way too late at this point. Dang. Yeah. I would have liked to have at least, I haven't seen it. I, I, for those that I have not seen it, and yeah. I really don't care about these spoilers, but uh, I really kind of hope that at least with you telling me that, mm-hmm. I really hope that at least there was like one person that put blame that was like, why couldn't you save him? You know, just, they, just to add a little bit more like, uh, no, like, no. Oh, I think they did. A, so a lot of what I was seeing with this film. Or is, would that be too disrespectful? It, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So a lot with this film is it seemed like a side to side comparison from how the characters react and felt to T'Challa dying. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I think it gave a lot of like insight to how the actors themselves felt with Chadwick dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. Like I said before we started this podcast, every important character had a specific scene where they talked about remembering T'Challa. Mm-hmm. And these dialogue scenes felt a little bit more personal on like how these actors felt with Chadwick passing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can kind of like read through the lines through the dialogue and you kind of basically get the hint. They're just basically talking. They're getting their feelings out about his passing. Yeah. And this whole movie is like a long mourning process for him. Yeah. So throughout the movie, you actually do kind of get uh, actors that are in the moment portraying real feelings. In the especially in the funeral, in the funeral scene, definitely. Yeah. Okay. In the uh, the scene where they're actually showing his uh, his, I guess, would be coffin technically or yeah. I'll say even a better example would be the campfire scene and in the right after the funeral scene where. the mom, the queen, want to burn the funeral gowns. Yes. That was a way more personal conversation between those two actors about Chadwick. Yeah. That felt very unscripted. So, like, yeah. it obviously was written in the script that way, but it felt, it really did feel like a really natural conversation th- between the two. So, very. Because uh, they, they pretty much touched, they touched on anger mm-hmm. and, you know, kind the, of. Uh, the stages of grief. Yeah. Stages of grief where mm-hmm. it's the. The mom had the acceptance. While the sister just had the anger. Yeah. And she wanted to watch the entire world burn and suffer because of it. Wow. What a dick. But oh, yeah. She, yeah. She, yeah. She, she, she goes down the dark path yeah, in this she, movie. She wanted, she wanted the world to feel her pain. That's what she wanted. Yeah. Oh, man. And Don't d- give her a gun. 
Oh, they, they gave her the flower. Oh, fuck. And Keep so, her away from schools. Yeah, so she had her scene where she's becoming the Black Panther. And so she goes into the afterlife, you know, the world. And Adrian, I know you said you were worried if they were going to do like a CGI oh, or face shit. replacement of Chadwick. Yeah. I thought okay. they were going to do something like uh, deep fake or like, deep fake or something like that. So he oh, goes, like, please yeah. don't do that. Please don't do like, then they showed him like, oh, thank God. It wasn't thank that. God. So she saw Killmonger instead. What? Yep. Yep. Killmonger. So- because, you know, when you take the flower, you see one panther person. It's not always the previous person. It's the person that's closest to you at the moment you take the flower. Oh, that would make so sense. So because of all yeah. her anger, it brought in Killmonger. It brought Killmonger. And Killmonger was basically like, we're the same people. Yeah. <laughs> I so did either, my shit out of revenge. You're going to do your shit out of revenge. What he said? Either you could be like your brother, which was, what he said? You could be noble like your brother. Oh. Or get shit done. Or you can get shit done. <laughs> oh, damn. And she decided to get shit done. <laughs> And because of that, there was a whole, I'm guessing there was probably a bunch of dialogue and conflicting feelings of everyone else asking, why are you doing what you're doing? And she's like, I'm uh, justifying it. And no, not really. Off. No, she's no, like, no, there kind of is. They're based, they see something's wrong with her to like, cause she's getting, she's hungry for war. She's really hungry for war. They just ask her, who did he see? And she's like, she won't, she won't tell anyone yeah. who she saw, but everyone kind of gets the hit. You did not see your brother. Cause you yeah. wouldn't be acting this way if you saw your brother. That's why everyone kind of had an idea. They knew that something was up with her. Yeah. But like I said, she was very angry. She was wrathful. She just wanted to see Namor dead and that's it. Hmm. Okay. And what? how do you feel about Namor, Adrian? Like, this is the first appearance we got Namor the Submariner. You know, he's the representation of the Latin culture. I mean, the second they show all our people, like, damn, we're all with villains. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's what we are. Of course, they'd be drilling in our fucking borders. No, it's <laughs> honestly, it's because they were tapped. It was a Yucatecans and uh, oh, it was a Mayans, technically. It's like a cross between like the. Uh, it was, I think it was like more like mine because they used yeah, to. Yeah, it is it was, a little bit more mine. I think yeah, it was yeah. more mine, but it's more like. Honestly, it was just like pretty much a Latin version of Wakanda. That's what it was. At okay. One for one. Is they had their vibe. Literally, it was just once in the once in the uh, in like the mountains. The other one's underwater. It's identical to one another. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they have their one leader who's stronger than the entire population itself. Mm-hmm. You know the Atlantean. We'll just call them like whatever. Well, they're called. They're not Atlans. They're like no. You can't, started with a T. Can't do Atlantean. It was some really weird word that I couldn't pronounce. I. Because uh, I remember they were talking about, uh, for the dialogue, they actually had to learn Mayan. Yeah. Yes. Like, it, it wasn't just Spanish. They actually had oh, to no, learn Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, Mayan they, it's definitely. Um, but they act, to me, it looks like they got the right actors to play all the parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but did, did you like Tanakureta as Namor? Yeah. Did you like the character Namor in general? <sighs> to me, they make him kind of a little whiny. It was just kind of... I get it that he's a king that's worried for his own country or his own uh, his own kingdom. Mm-hmm. I get that, but they made him like, like fuck. If the world finds out, we got to destroy them. Yeah, it was all all or nothing. He was he was a little too over the top with everything. Yeah, like, I, like I get it. They're trying to make him more like the comics. You know, mm-hmm. the comic book character. He's not a good person. 
No. So he's very like, I do everything just for my people and that's it. If I got to destroy plants, I'll destroy plants. If I got to assassinate people, I got to assassinate I get people. That. If I need world peace, I'll do world peace, whatever. Yeah, I get that. But at times he seemed kind of whiny a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he was whiny, very whiny. So he's more of like a person that's like, hey, shit needs to get done. And I'll get it done no matter what it, what it takes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but it's like one of those things like, he jumped the gun, so it's like, oh, crap, humans are digging in the ocean for vibranium. So we got to kill all humans, right? Oh, shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's Knows like, that. he, go, he goes to that step. Damn, you, you can't just, like, I don't know, destroy a couple of the rigs or something? Like, hey. Yeah, they could have just done that. Like, yeah. Honestly, they could have just, they could have sent two people in, destroyed the rigs, went away, and they would have never figured it out. Yeah. And be like, And they did that territory. with the first rig. No, but they killed everyone in the first rig. Yeah, they killed everyone on board. But literally, like, when they shut off all the power. Yeah, yeah. They could just destroy the rig and went away and that's it. Yeah. And also it is his fault. His whole point was he did not want the world to know that they exist. And he shows up to Wakanda, threatens the queen and Shuri to deliver the scientists. And then they basically said, if you tell anyone outside of Wakanda that I exist, we'll just kill everyone. Yeah, damn. But they would have never found out who he was if he never approached them in the very beginning. Yeah, they had no idea who he was. They had no idea he even existed. I think it's because he literally approached to them and went up to them, and that's how they found out who he was. Well, they, he did say like, "I don't want anyone to know who I am or that we exist." And I mean, the closest kingdom you have to, in terms of like isolation mm-hmm. would be Wakanda, because you can't just send blue people out on land. And be like, oh, yeah, we're definitely not from the water. Be like, no, nah, that motherfucker's from the water. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And his whole point is, okay, it's like, this is a big, big spoiler for you, Mike. But, like, Namor's goal is dumb. Yeah, it was really. Is it to get back at the Spaniards? No, 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 no. no. So, no, no, he does that already. So, there's kind of, like, at the very end. So, he he's. So, we'll start from the beginning. So. Basically, he's trying to stop the humans from learning about the existence. Okay. So he contacts Wakanda and threatens them to find the scientists so they can kill the scientists so no one could ever develop this machine to, to, to detect vibranium underwater ever again. Okay. But since he makes his appearance, he causes a whole kerfuckle of like, I'm attacking Wakanda to get what I want. And he does attack Wakanda. Yep. He goes full on straight like war. Like we're going in. We're destroying the city. I kill your queen. He kills the queen. Yep. Oh, drowns hey her. Yeah. And then he goes to Shuri like you're a queen now. But you're going to still do what I want. Leaves. Shuri gets mad. Attacks him. The war starts on over the beach and water and everything. And this is his whole plan. His whole plan was to attack them. So then eventually that he will lose but then know that Shuri wouldn't kill him because she will be noble like her brother. And then that will force peace between each other. Yes. So they get their ally. Because the whole point is he he knew the humans were going to eventually discover them. So they need an ally. Mm-hmm. So he's like, Wakandas are just like us. They're our black brothers. So at some point, the world will eventually attack Wakanda. And then Wakanda is going to need an ally. And then they're going to call on us. Do, okay, also, remember earlier in the film when the queen dies? Yeah. CNN reports it, that mm-hmm. she dies, and mm-hmm. they say it's civil, con- um, civil conflict. Civil conflict. So is someone just feeding that information out to them? Like, you know, there is a- Fake information? Well, it's fake information, obviously. Yeah. But uh, wouldn't it like- 
Yeah, and the, yeah, the whole country is protected. No one knows what's going in and out of that country. So how would they even know that they were attacked? Are they still an isolated country yes. now? Or is Wakanda like open? They're open isolated. It's quote unquote. So basically if you're poor, you get to stay out. Uh, no, it's uh, like... Uh, I mean, come on. Wakanda, that, that whole entire country is... It's more like... I hate to say it's more like North Korea where you have to be, you know, invited in kind of thing. Well, they don't really explain that part too because it's not like, like, are they open for tourism? Are there tourists there? No, no, they definitely don't have that because you have to open up the gates to get yeah. in. So I think it's more things like, you know, there's only selected few that are allowed in. Yeah. If you got money. <laughs> I don't even think they care about money. It's like they I think just, it, if you're just cool with them. Yeah. If, if you got money. I mean. Come on. Pretty much every citizen there when we have like when we have low class citizen here, middle class, and then upper class, everybody there is just upper class. Their low class citizens are middle class here. See? Yeah. So if you're wealthy, you're But cool. it's a different type of wealth because it's not monetary yeah. wealth, remember? It's a cultural wealth. No, they're just they're monetary <laughs> wealth. That's bullshit. If, the, if Vibranium was not there, that cultural wealth would be entirely different. <laughs> and you know it. I know it. No, it, I honestly think it's one of those things where I think it would, be an, would, it would be another place where some other country is mining for rubber or something else. Mm. Diamonds. Come on. Let's. And and they, it seems like they came close to it. They're like, oh, hey, Wakanda's open for a uh, vibranium. Let's uh, let's go do some mining. Nothing bad ever comes from mining. Well, in the very opening scene, um, there's like a SWAT team trying to take over like this comp Wakanda compound that's studying vibranium. And then, you know, the guards show up, take them out. And then you found out like during this um, UN session that it was France just trying to steal vibranium. Yeah. See? Yeah. But they and said, then they, she, they she basically, sent, yeah. What? They sent an armed, you know, uh, elite team and they just took them out really easy. And they even said, you know, as consider this as an olive branch by keeping them all live. Yeah. She, basically the queen, she had gave this press conference and she's like, Consider it's an olive branch that I didn't kill your soldiers, so I'm giving them back to you and just letting you know if you try this again, oh, you're no, going to get the no. full wrath of Wakanda. No, no, before that, right before that, because it was the UN thing, and they're talking about uh, if someone gets hold of vibranium, then they could turn it into a weapon. Remember they're talking about that? France was saying that? Like, well, yeah, because they were trying to put, they are having a whole like case about Wakanda, and they're basically telling the queen, like, you guys are dangerous, and you need to share your vibranium yeah. with the rest of the world because obviously you guys can turn this into weapons. Yeah, they're like, pretty much like, well, pretty much France was her saying, saying like, you know, if you don't give it to us, you know, you're the enemy. You're, you know, you're going to turn into a weapon. We don't know what you could do with it. Then sure enough, it's like, well, we got your team. Here you go. Now you figure shit out. And she drops the mic and walks out. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that sound mind of thinking. Uh, we only sent them because... We're afraid you're going to make weapons, oh, no, yeah. so yeah, we're yeah. going to make weapons. <laughs> no, no, yeah, they, they never met that day. But that was no. basically what it was. Yeah. That was an embarrassment. Like, yeah, yeah. Embarrassing, like, oh, shit, yeah, we are caught. <laughs> you got it's caught. like always that sentiment, like, yeah, you know, we're so worried you're going to develop weapons, so we went into your country and tried to take it away from you, and, and then, then so we can start developing weapons ourselves. And then we captured your elite, your elite squad, mm -hmm. your elite yeah. squad. <laughs> What if they, they left? They, they whooped their ass. What like, if like the ultimate disrespect was like not only sending them home, but they gave them like goodie bags <laughs> of just like small Wakanda gear, like like 
Black no, Panther like, plushies and like <laughs> little just shit merch. Like- <laughs> Not even like real authentics. Like they went to like a gift store yeah. for like their tourists and they just bought a bunch of like gifts. Right? It's like crudely wrapped in that weird plastic wrap. I, I love Wakanda t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I love Wakanda. <laughs> it has like the arms crossing over. Like <laughs> so stupid. Oh uh, yeah. But it, it was, it was an interesting movie. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about the final battle between Namor's people and the Wakandans? I hate to say, but it's just a standard battle. I mean, it was, it doesn't really stand out as far no, as like- No, it's just- When, it's, when it's you like, have your final battle, but you have about five main characters you need to focus on, mm-hmm. so you're jumping quite all over the place. Oh, I see It was a standard mean. Marvel battle to me. Okay. That's mm-hmm. the best way to describe it. It was just, you have Namor b- battling the black the new Black Panther, and they're going at it. Then it keeps cutting back to Iron, um, Ironheart doing her thing. Then it cuts back to the other ones, and it cuts back, like, just back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. Yeah. And they somehow lead up at the, you know, at- you know, they cross each other, mm-hmm. but it felt very like pretty much any standard Marvel, like, like civil war or any of those where it just cuts back and forth. Then they meet up, to, you know, they have that one scene to get or one shot together. Then it goes back on splits back part. Mm-hmm. So it's very standard Marvel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it didn't really, uh, stand out from the rest as like, oh man, this one's the greatest out of all. It's just like, oh, you know, you could, it's, it's pretty much another You could definitely see this in a compilation of like, yeah, it's definitely fits in the standard Marvel and fight scene it's compilation. Like, it's like your standard, uh, like outline, like what a fight needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of thing. Okay. You have the main battle with all the peoples and soldiers fighting each other. Then, you know, you have your main characters fighting elsewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And Yet again, on another fucking sandy beach. How many sandy beaches fights do we got to have? You got to have them all because it's like. <laughs> Dude, that's my shot. You get- Spider-Man, Eternals. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Dude, and- you get that. Do you get that nice sun shot? Like, just I know, bright. off the water. <laughs> the And it bounces off the water, so it lights up your subject a little more easier with that soft, easy, natural glow. <laughs> hey, man. That's, that's and somehow that water kept going further and further away. Oh, yeah. That low Namor, tide. Yeah, because Namor, they're fighting. Namor needed water, so he's walking. But he's injured. He's injured, but somehow it seemed like he was pretty close to the water. Yeah, they were pretty close to the water, and then when they cut back to him, he's like another like 15 meters away from it again. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the things that like, he kept walking forward, and it's like the water kept going further and further away. Oh, mm-hmm. So it was kind of like uh, the, the only comparison I can think of is like with Godzilla. Where it's like at some shots it shows him standing in the water with the water knee high in the middle and of the ocean. And then he's under like fully submerged. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's like the Maria Trench or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, for that one, I would say that I have a theory behind that. This dude's kicking his feet like crazy. No, no. His, <laughs> his little wing feet are kicking like crazy. Those little wing legs were pretty. They're uh, pretty OP at first. Yes. And so it reminded me too much of the, uh, of the Disney Hercules movie. <laughs> Hermes? Yes, Hermes. Yeah. <laughs> he was flying around like Hermes. He was. No, but like I said, it was like bleach. So they were like air hopping. No, at times. At times. No, like at he, times. Was, he was literally like hopping there, on the air like it was an actual flat surface. Yeah, that that looked, cool. It looked pretty cool. It looked cool. But when he did the free fly. The free fly? The free just, fly when he's flying around. Yeah. It looked like Hermes from... Her- it did. It really did. That looked like Hermes. So would you say the hopping looked more... Or you you favor the hopping more yes. than the free Yeah, fly. yeah, yeah. Okay. 
And it was interesting seeing that because I was wondering how they're going to actually do his fight scenes with him flying around. But it was actually pretty cool how they did that. Yeah. No, it's pretty cool. They, I mean, they're bouncing up back and forth. He's moving around. I mean, like I said, standard fight scene, which is up in the air, up in the air. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. of course, Black Panther rips one of those fucking wings out of his ankle. Damn. Yes. Yeah. It gets like the fight scene at the end. It just gets basically fisty cups. Nice. And they're just on the beach and then you're just like just fucking each other up. And then she just turns around, just grabs him by the ankle, just rips that wing out. Oh, you dick. Which that means, is he going to like kind of like now lazily like lean to the left every time he flies <laughs> or to the right? <laughs> Temporarily, he's like probably. he's not gonna be balancing more. Like, or does he regenerate? He's is that be, wing gonna grow back? Probably. I assume he re- regenerates because suppose. Well, no, he would regenerate. What? Do you, I don't know. Well, oh. yeah, because he looked. He got cooked alive, and then after he stopped fighting, he looked perfectly fine. Well, his back got cooked, cooked up. But his back was fine when they were on the ship, showing each other. But the scene, I, I honestly I can't remember this, but maybe you can remember the scene where he's talking to that woman and talking about the future plans. Yeah. Was his face scratched up? No, he was fine. Perfectly because fine. Not, in the, on the beach, his face was all scratched yeah, up. Yeah, because she was like digging the claws into his face, Ooh. into the back and everything. Yeah. So he was he was messed up. And then like I said, he was, his whole back was just cupped. Yeah. So I mean, he could probably regenerate it back. Mm-hmm. I, I mean- Yeah, because like I said, he was perfectly fine. No burn marks, no nothing afterwards. Yeah, because he's been around for what? At this point, 500 years? Yeah, about 500 years. Yeah, so I mean, technically, he's a mutant. I'm not sure if he's like self regenerating. Probably. Probably. I can see that. At least some form of regeneration. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's see. May, let's see. Namor's actual powers. Do they have that? What, his actual powers? Yeah, are? the comic book powers. Uh, I think past that. Powers and abilities. Let's see. So he has superhuman strength and endurance, the ability to breathe on the water, of course. And limited telepathic ability. Huh. Sea creature. Well, they didn't really touch it. Well, they were summoning all those. There's there's Shamus, but that's about it. What city were they in when he the people first went to go take Shuri and uh Riri? What's that? Which one? That was were they in Virginia? They were no, because they were at um MIT. Yeah, MIT. Yeah. So they're at Cambridge, MIT. And for some reason. Yeah, there was right. like whales and orcas there that they summoned. Yeah, they to summoned like, a, a blue whale. Oh, what's it called? Uh, uh, yeah, it was a blue a humpback. Humpback whale. They yes. summoned the humpback whale. A small one too, not a big one, but yeah, it was a small one. Damn, those humpback whales are huge. Mm-hmm. This thing was not that big. It was it was big as an orca. <laughs> All the thing was like, <laughs> my dumbass was going like, free Willy. <laughs> 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 Stupid. Yeah, but there's something like all these different types of like giant aquatic mammals. No, those only two mammals. No, there's a few others. The whales that they're right. I mean, they're riding a lot of whales for like their dude. All I saw was orcas and humpbacks. That's it. Yeah, it was mostly orcas. They didn't. They didn't summon a a great white uh a, a, a giant squid. No, they just stuck to orcas and blue humpbacks. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Uh, granted, orcas are the assholes of the ocean. <laughs> they really a- are. Apex predator of the ocean. I wouldn't fuck with them. Yeah. No wonder Namor teamed up with them. Yeah. <laughs> so would you say that the, uh, as weird as it kind of like, or as messed up as it kind of sounds, would you say that the the emotional connection of Chadwick Boseman passing and the connection to Black Panther as a character helped drive a little bit more deeper character development and overall dialogue and emotion in this movie? Like, did it feel more 
I guess, authentic because I remember someone, someone was talking about how the attitudes of all the Marvel movies represent not only fake, but they represent like people that are in college. Yeah. So did this feel like another, okay, like simple Marvel dialogue or did it actually feel a little bit more matured? Like it it felt, it felt mature. It felt growing up. It felt like a really personal project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why like I really enjoyed the respect they did to Chadwick Boseman, but I did have my gripes with it where 40 minutes of the film is really dedicated to Chadwick Boseman. So it you're trying to progress through the story about what's going on with Namor attacking and them trying to figure out everything happening with Riri Williams, you know, this new Iron Girl. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like every... 20, 25 minutes in the movie, they have to like take two steps back to have a discussion about T'Challa dying. I mean, so it makes sense because, I mean, they're trying to do the, you know, the king is dead. Yeah. And we're trying to figure out how to move forward. I would have accepted that in the very beginning yeah. and the very end. But yeah. this was throughout the entire movie. And like I said, it was like every 20 minutes they had to stop the plot to remind you he died. Yeah. But I mean, it's mostly about like her sister's, you know, acceptance, you know, mm-hmm. her grief battle, essentially. Yeah. Um, and everyone's trying to comfort her. But it's one of those things that they, like everyone brings up their story because they're trying to comfort her. Mm-hmm. And until the very end, like, you know, she kind of has that acceptance. Mm-hmm. But they do, like, it's pretty much her, like, her story throughout the entire thing. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So would you say that the, it's a very fine line where it stops becoming a movie and more of like a memorial? And do you think it's too much of a memorial that keeps the plot from moving? Like, do you feel like because of that, it kind of added a little bit more exposition that was needed? Like, there could have been scenes that could. Yeah, been there was too back. much exposition. Yeah, and I can say this movie did not need to be two hours and forty five minutes. No, nah, it definitely did not. There's a. It was. There's some scenes that were just went really slow. They could take out a nice huge chunk out of this movie, and it would have been. Just as fine. And I know there are like slow burner movies. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you have, I always mentioned Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is a slow burner movie, but it has like dialogue important. (laughs) Is kind of like that, would you say? Because it's, even though it is long, it is, is it kind of like a slow burn movie where it's like, okay, the dialogue is enriching to where it does kind of still pull you in? Or is it just like, you know what, it's long, a little bit too much exposition. And because it's the last movie of this last phase, it had to be longer. Like, do you feel like, because it was the last movie, the last phase, some of the exposition could be pulled back a bit and it would still actually even make it a little bit more engaging, I guess you could say. This, yeah, this movie was very expositioning. Yeah, but the funny, the weird thing is, unlike other Marvel films, this felt like this was just its own thing. It okay. was its own thing. And honestly, the exposition didn't feel forced. Yeah. It okay. didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel bad, but at the same time, it could have easily been, I could say it could have been split up into another movie. Yes. Okay. Easily. Yeah. Like I said, this, the exposition didn't feel like, best, like best describe like uh, other Marvel films where they shoehorn in other Marvel characters and other stories and other things that happen in other films mm-hmm. to remind you like, don't forget this is a Marvel film. Yeah. You know, we'll mention Captain America. We'll mention Iron Man. We'll keep being all those. Mm-hmm. This one felt like it was its own thing. Okay. It didn't. It wasn't like, hey guys, like remember you're watching a Marvel film. It's more like, hey, you're you're watching Chadwick's legacy. Yeah. Okay. So that's what they're mainly focused on. But they did, 
they did have to, of course, shoehorn their own Marvel stuff because this film also was the big setup for introducing the mutants into the MCU. Yeah, okay. but even then they did it very vaguely. Vaguely, I'm talking super vague. Where but you really not only vaguely because the whole point with them talking about Namor's origin and then the flowers and everything, that was all little key dots to like, hey, mutant, 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 mutant. Yeah, no, no, no. What I'm talking about is like shoot. I, I know that, but I'm talking about like shooting other characters, like uh, Louis Dreyfus's character. Yeah, where you know they're they're purposely bringing in you know like you know. Don't forget, this is a Marvel, this is an MCU film, and we're tying into something else. Mm-hmm. It felt nothing like that at all. Okay. And they didn't even mention to those characters themselves that there is something else going on. Yeah. They just know there's another civilization. That's it. Yeah. But they don't know it's an underwater one or this, you know, what it is. Yeah, they did introduce characters that you know they're get like Riri Williams. You know they're going to do an Ironheart show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nothing in this film felt like they're setting her up for an Ironheart show. Gotcha. They basically like, here's this character. Here's Ironheart. She's leaving now. And that's how it kind of felt. Yeah. So would you say that kind of Riri's character of Ironheart was kind of that shoehorn character? Not even. Not well, even? It's not still, she, still she, had a purpose. She was a driving, she was one of the biggest driving points of the plot. She was the scientist who created the machine yeah. that could detect the vibranium. So she was important. This character of Ironheart was important. A key character a key in character. the plot. Yeah. It wasn't yes. just like, oh, hey, we'll just add an Ironheart to carry the plot along. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't nothing like that. They were like, she was necessary for the story to advance and continue. Well, that's good then. So good. that's why like, I was glad they the characters they added in there, mm-hmm. it wasn't shoehorned onto the side. Yeah. yeah. The most shoehorny it kind of felt was Martin Freeman's character, but at the same time, that was just- You still had <sighs> to add him because he was in the first Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they, he was just pretty much the tie-in to the CIA. Gotcha. That's what it was because they were investigating, the CIA was investigating- and that's the kind of connection they were able to, that bridge yeah. between those two worlds. Gotcha. So he was the bridge and the inside man of information. Yeah. yeah. And so his job in this movie was to carry the plot along and carrying information that leads to the next, mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess, see, or the sequence or the next, um, what's it called? Yeah, see. Yeah, yeah see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess you do. Okay. So yeah. it sounds as if then this movie, yeah, uh, probably could have split up into two movies and maybe even carry that battle over a little more. Mm-hmm. But it also sounds as if like the type of movie to where, yeah, there's a lot of exposition. And if you cut that out, it would still be a good movie, but it would also be kind of the, one of those movies where if you bought it and it came added in with the deleted scenes, like uncut, mm-hmm. it would carry a little bit more weight. Yeah. I yeah. wonder how would it have felt with the opposite if they cut this film down to just two hours and then released a director's cut with that added scene. I wonder how that would have affected. I would probably say on that level, if they were looking to hone in a little bit more on Chadwick Boseman's legacy mm-hmm. as Black Panther, they would probably have still fought to keep in a majority of the memorial scenes. So you probably see a little bit more cut from like key components to carry the story along. I mean, the funeral scene was pretty long. In the very yeah, that was, yeah, that was, it long. was at least a good solid five to six minutes. Yeah. So, so I can't see them cutting that down to like three minutes. Yeah, That's a lot yeah. of material to cut. Honestly, I thought we were getting another funeral scene with the, when the queen dies. Oh yeah, the, the queen died. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they have Black Panther, yeah. his little casket, and it has, you know, the panther on it. It's like a really sick casket. Yeah. Yeah. And they did a whole funeral procession. So 
halfway through the, well, it's a little bit past halfway through the film. The queen gets killed. And then all of a sudden it cuts to her coffin, which is the same design as his. I'm like, are they going to do a whole nother dance ritual and all that shit all over again? Oh, fuck. But they just basically just cut through that really yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah. Because you actually have the passing of an actor and character versus a character. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because they, obviously they, they treated it as that you were passing on the actor himself, not the character mm-hmm. by doing the, all the rituals. Gotcha. That's what I felt more because. Oh, I see. Like the, the dancing, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Because at, during one of the, the scenes of the dancing scene, they show the, uh, like a mural of Chadwin on the actual wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it lingers on that mural yeah. for quite a bit. Well, I'm looking forward to being able to see this movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting. Like I said, it's not a bad movie. I'm not going to say it's like, holy shit, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But it was definitely one of the best for at least phase four. Yeah. It's okay. Like you were saying earlier, like this just split into two films. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's one of those films where I think like, yes, we want to split to two, but, but it, it, is, it only works as one. Yeah. It yeah. De- no, I agree. It only works. With one. That's why I was hesitant on saying splitting two films. Mm, yeah. Cause I was thinking about, I was like, it, just, it wouldn't work as two films. It would just feel stretched. Yeah. yeah it would feel stretched, but it's a long film. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's long. It is long. There's even parts during the dialogue scenes like, God, oh, just go to the next scene, man. Well, I'm glad that you guys were able to see it and I was able to kind of ask some questions that I had about this movie because I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just getting the hype reviews yeah. of just being like, oh. Because it, of his passing. Because yeah. of his passing. And yeah. I'm like, okay, if it's just because of his passing, does that sacrifice the importance of this, the actual weight of this movie mm-hmm. for story? Or are you only watching it for the memorial of Chadwick Boseman? Which is fine. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm I am seeing I want to watch a movie, so I want to make exactly. sure I'm yeah. carrying a story and not watching a documentary. Yeah, yeah. No, but they did. To me, honestly, uh, was it Ryan Coogler? Yeah, yeah, Ryan Coogler. Yeah, Coogler. He, I think he did perfect on this one. Okay. Yeah. He did, uh, he did the right. You know, like I said, it felt a little stretched, but to uh, to preserve, you know, an actor's legacy, mm-hmm. I think he absolutely perfect. I mean, yeah, this- yeah, he definitely preserved it. He yeah. definitely preserved it. It sounds like he he did a great job in uh, honing in on the emotional aspect of definitely what he was feeling because he almost quit. Yeah, of that one. Yeah, he almost quit directing because mm-hmm. of the passing of Chadwick Boseman. And film- yeah, yeah, I was and hearing about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he almost quit filmmaking entirely because mm-hmm. that was that was. Uh, passing of his friend. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I'm going to say he honored him perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's like, you because he honored him on, on two levels as for one, being, you know, uh, a black superhero, mm-hmm. Black Panther, uh, and honored that character, but also honored the actor himself. Mm-hmm. Like, he did it both at the exact same time, and it's, to me, done absolutely perfect. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward into watching this. Oh, yeah. But before we close out, what would you rate this? Movie Adrian, what would you give your score out of 10? Uh, a solid eight. Okay. I'll say solid eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Anthony? I'll say a seven. Definitely a seven. Okay. Like I said, it's my only thing is just like, I, I like a continuing plot four. So the yeah. constant reminding of his death was like a little slightly distracting from that. Gotcha. That kind of pulled you like, away. What I loved about it is like, not, it's, it was, I like to say, it was a little distracting, was. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it, I wasn't- It was still away. respectful. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't taking away that I'm going to be watching another MCU movie. Gotcha. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. This film did not feel like an MCU movie. Yet. Like, or I, like where I have to watch the next one to know, like, to for this, like, this felt like- Standalone. Standalone, where if it ended, all right, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. All right, that's 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 a good way to put yeah. that. Yeah. All right, well, before we fully close out, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor. That's right. Yep, Audible. That's right. Audible, the leading provider of audiobooks. They have over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from. This week, I am reading Black Panther, The Young Prince by Ronald L. Smith. So visit www.audibletrial.com forward slash redband for a 30-day free trial. You get one credit, good for any premiums, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep forever. The Audible catalog also contains podcasts, audiobooks, guide wellness, and Audible originals. So go check out www.audibletrial.com forward slash redband. That's right. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash R-E-D-B-A-N-D red band yes sir yeah so we want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast i'm curious on your thoughts on tonight's topic how do you feel about black panther wakanda forever do you like the movie did you love it you can leave a comment below if you're watching this on our next journey youtube channel if not we'll put this up on our open forum open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast for our listeners to discuss episode topics and various other film related news we put out episodes of we put out episodes every monday for our audio listeners you can find the red band podcast on itunes amazon music spotify iHeartRadio, and of course our website which i'll say again www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast and of course before we fully cut out mike has those last end notes for you guys Yes, all the different ways you can be able to listen to us, as he mentioned before, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, not to mention our Patreon account that we have as well. So if you actually head over to our podcast profile, you'll probably find that donate button or see that website, head on over there because more subscribers means more content for you because we want to keep making these stuff and we want to keep expanding out, bring out some hosts. You know, send out maybe some prizes here and there. I thought you just said send out some hoes. <laughs> Hosts. <laughs> no, that's horrible. Michael's, not, Michael's about them hoes. <laughs> Absolutely not. Keep them out. You got them in different area codes? <laughs> I 100% do not. <laughs> sir, I got, sir, not. Sir, I got three cats. <laughs> I ain't got hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's got hose. What you? Oh God! I got hose in a different area. <laughs> Stupid! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> <coughs> Stupid! Oh my God! Right. I honestly never knew that was a song. Really? You never heard that song? Area Codes? No. Ludicrous? Never. You've heard it on the radio. You definitely heard you it on the radio. I've never heard of it. Oh, you um, must have had. I guess I know what I'm listening to on the drive home. <laughs> but yes, all the ways you can be able to listen to us, plus that Patreon account, YouTube channel that we also have as well, where you can be able to see these videos posted up. So this one might be just a smidge late, just because yeah, it's a pretty late hour. You know, we're pretty much Sunday. But tune in always Mondays, where you can be able to hear our podcasts on those radio stations. So... All the different ways. And you know what? I'll just throw it right back at you. Just cut <laughs> just right there. Just cut that whole thing. Pause for like two seconds and then just sign out. <laughs> All right. You guys hear it from Mike. Please like and subscribe and we'll see you next time. Later, taters. 
I don't know where I was going. I was I went rogue. <laughs>